Cinebuds is supported by Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. This is Cinebuds. I'm 89's Justin Martin. I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. And today we are talking about Thunder Force. God, Lydia, do you have any idea what you've done? You just took our only formula for super strength. Everything about you will become stronger. Thunder Force is written and directed by Ben Falcone and stars Melissa McCarthy. Those two are married, and they have made a handful of movies together, including... The Boss, Life of the Party, and Tammy, which I'm sure you're all well aware and love. <laughs> this, movie, this movie stars Octavia Spencer, Jason Bateman, and it has a great performance from newcomer Taylor Mosby, who plays Octavia Spencer's daughter. The movie is a comedy first, and then it is an unusual superhero movie after where the bad guys are called miscreants and include a man whose finishing move is a very powerful hug, yeah. a man who has crab arms but no discernible superpowers, <laughs> a woman with no eyebrows. Our heroes, That's her superpower. Our heroes are Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, who were childhood friends but then drifted apart but then are stuck back together through some Melissa McCarthy hijinks, and now they are Thunder Force, who fight the miscreants in Chicago. Right now, the movie is sitting at a hot 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, 25 yeah. out of 100. I saw a headline yesterday in Slate uh, titled, Melissa McCarthy, please stop making bad movies with your husband. And yet, something tells me that Kay Polly is going to love this movie. It sits... So perfectly in a category which Christopher loves, which is somebody was writing a movie and nobody stopped them from making dumb decisions. Christopher, what did you think of Thunder Force? First of all, two minutes, 15 seconds before I say a word. Two hey man, minutes. I was preparing. I That's had this pr preparation. You're writing a constitution? That's a preamble. That's a sweet oh, I, preamble, my friend. Oh, I, you're just ready to get into it. Get into no. it. You have the floor. Yeah, now I do because I, I know why it was a big intro because you had you were setting me up for a fall. But let me tell you what. I did not love it. Oh however. Yeah, there's a big <laughs> there's a big however. I do not agree with all of these incredibly low scores. I agree this, with you. I you, agree with oh. you. This is better than the scores. Yeah. It is better. This is – it was surprising to me. I was watching it and my girlfriend actually said <laughs> – now I take this with a grain of salt. But she did say, that's how you make a comedy. And I was like, <laughs> first of all, you are not uh, 75 years old and that's not a phrase <laughs> that we use in this house. But I agreed with her. I was like, this is solid – Funny because all the film does, the film does is set up Melissa McCarthy to yes. be Melissa McCarthy. And I yes. was very satisfied with that premise. I thought some of the jokes were so funny. Yeah, a lot of them were. 
There and a lot of even the non Melissa McCarthy ones that yeah. one about the skipping the rock into the water and hitting yeah. the salmon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the part where the waiter comes in and does the crab bit. Yeah, I loved that's it. Tough. It's so awkward. And that's what Jason Bateman's really good because he does I mean, Jason Bateman, let's I'm gonna be real honest. He's kind of one he has one lane, but he Which except, is incredibly charming. And charming and then a little bit like, oh, just picks at little things and is a little awkward but still charming. So yeah. um but he does that so well. So he was perfect. That whole conversation got awkward. He got a little mad and then he apologized. It's and he's supposed yeah. to be a villain, which is really funny. Um, yeah, Melissa McCarthy, I've always loved. When I saw when I saw her on SNL, the whole show just essentially said, let's just let her say a bunch of stuff, whatever comes into her head. And she's very yep. funny. Um, and so I thought the premise like the it's like a bigger budget too. And all they really are doing is setting her up to make jokes. Like you didn't really have to do it, but it was, thanks for putting the effort in. Yeah, I agree. I think that this movie is better than we are led to believe, but also we don't want to hype it up too much because uh, the beauty of this was coming in with extremely low expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Always low expectations. People. Always low expectations. We should get those bumper stickers. Yes. Um, we are going to talk more about it in the podcast so listen to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts just search cinebuds and also next wednesday we are doing a live podcast we're talking about shiva baby we want to see you in the chat please april 21st 7 p.m on milwaukee film or radio milwaukee's youtube and or facebook pages Check that out and listen to the full podcast of Thunder Force. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, just search Cinebuds. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and associated bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. Help Radio Milwaukee grow and we'll help you get your garden started. Donate any amount this month at RadioMilwaukee.org slash donate and you'll be entered to win a rain barrel from MMSD and a $50 Plantland gift card. Okay, we are back, Christopher. And uh, since you have such an issue with me talking... <laughs> yeah. Shut <laughs> it what? down. What? Shut <laughs> it down. <laughs> okay, you, you've got the floor, Christopher. You've got it. I have nothing else to say. I yield my time. <laughs> I yield my time to the gentleman from Milwaukee. Um, yeah. Oh, I'll go crazy. Here's the thing. I want to talk. I want to have a broader conversation soon about, mm-hmm. and I mean soon within this podcast, about the state of uh, comedies in America. Now, I'm saying that. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing. Whoa. Yeah. I'm saying that phrase. I'm using that phrase. Do not believe that you're going to get an intelligent analysis of this. <laughs> that yeah. phrase was the most intelligent thing that's going to come out of my mouth. Sure. But I have noticed uh, just a real nosedive in the last 10 years for American comedies. However, let me say that this movie, uh, Thunder Force, I did have low expectations. I was just like, let's just have something on. That's one of those things. Yes, and I'm glad you said that because... Yeah. It was something that, like, I was scrolling a lot in this movie, and it was a great movie to, like, 
scroll and watch and have on yeah and uh, to not just be it's it's not a movie where like you have to like hide your phone and pay attention like no it's not it's a movie to have on it's funny though that i did put it on just to kind of like eh, i'll just kind of veg out but i paid i like perked up once i started yeah. laughing i was like no this is perfectly fine and then also funny so it reminded me a lot when we talked briefly about um coming to America, the second right. com- the coming to America uh, sequel, because it's so interesting. And this isn't a great state for comedies, but it's like the movie itself isn't the point. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know what I mean, it's not yeah. like the whole, the movie as a whole, if you judge it as a whole on its own on an Island, uh, you know, it's not innovative necessarily. It's not no- nothing new and it's nothing great. However, it's set up for a different reason. Coming to America was essentially like, uh, uh, like a salute to the original Coming to America, which I delighted in, and there was a lot of funny stuff in it. Um, but there's mostly like I feel like on par with the funny stuff was just like I love all the references to the old film. They freshened it up, and it's just like a celebration of the old film. This one. It's like this whole movie that is set up. And if it wasn't Melissa McCarthy, it would have failed. Um, it's set up yeah. to really highlight Melissa McCarthy's talent, her like improv style, which I'm sure was a ton of on the set, mm-hmm. uh, and this humorous premise of of someone like her getting superpowers. Yes, and but I I also think that a lot of it's like so I like that it is like you were saying the movie is kind of there. It is. It is a comedy first, you know, it's like set up to be like, it is a superhero movie, but it is, it is the superhero parts are, they're just, it's, everything is there to serve jokes. Yeah. And there's a lot of jokes in this movie and not all of them work. Right. Yeah, sure. (laughs) There are a lot of jokes that fall flat. There's a lot of bits that just are cringy. But also there are jokes that are incredibly, incredibly funny. And yeah. I found myself laughing a lot in yeah. this movie. I thought a lot of the jokes really worked. Yeah. And uh, we should just, in case you don't know, the premise is that Melissa McCarthy and her childhood best friend, um, Octavia Spencer. Melissa McCarthy is kind of like Jack Black in exactly uh, of Rock. Like, yeah. Exactly like him. And Octavia Spencer is this genius who's developing this you know, this new, uh, technology and everything. And then there are only bad superheroes in this world so far. And Octavia Spencer wants there to be good superheroes so that they can fight them. Uh, and then of course the two of them get superpowers and they start fighting crime. That's essentially the premise. They're very, and they have, they're like an odd couple. Yeah. The, the odd couple bit is fun because it's all, it was also like they were really good friends in grade school because they were kind of like misfits, but they were pulled together because they were like the only two misfits, even though they were like desperately different people. Right. And then it like, you know, they separate and then it's kind of like, I, I thought it was interesting. Like it's one of those things like when you grow up and you're like, Oh, here's this person that I was friends with in grade school, but we have nothing in common anymore. And Octavia Spencer is just kind of like, okay, I have gone on with my life and yeah. Melissa McCarthy is like longing for that relationship again. And so that that was like an interesting dynamic that I thought was fun. And then it's like pulling on that dynamic and then still like the parts where they overlap, I think were like really fun. There was a really super funny moment involving Glenn Fry 
that oh, I thought yeah, that was, good. was like one of the best parts in the whole thing. Yeah, they start singing a Glenn Fry song in Friday. the car. And they call this <laughs> Every Day is Friday is a really good. It is such a funny bit. That's a good line. My favorite yeah. joke of the film uh, is a recurring bit because when uh, Melissa McCarthy gets this serum and it affects her body in weird ways to where she needs pure protein and she eats, she has a craving and a love for raw chicken. Yes. Which is gross. It's like a gross gag, but she plays it so over the top that it's really funny. And then it keeps coming back throughout the movie. And I genuinely, I, this is what made me realize that this is this. And then you're not going to be surprised by this at all. This has a MacGruber vibe to it. Oh, very much. (laughs) Very much. Which is why I was like, I was like, I think that Christopher is going to love this because what Christopher loves about McGruber is that it is like a bunch of bad decisions in the writing room and nobody stopping them and being and yeah, you you say that all the time where you're like, oh, a writer who's like, oh, I bet you won't do that or like yeah. you can't do that, and then they like let them do something like having Jason Bateman just have crab arms, kind <laughs> yeah, of like for no reason, for no reason, and then make a bunch of bits about the crab arms. He sidles off stage like a, like doing the hammer dance, but it's like a crab dance off screen, which I thought. Yeah. I laughed so hard because I was so surprised by it. And it seemed like such a throwaway. But yeah, yeah, uh, Anchorman is a great example of that. I was like, that's so much weirder than a mainstream film should be. Uh, MacGruber, obviously off the rails. But I was watching this thinking, that does have a MacGruber vibe. I wish to God that it would have gone two steps further. Yeah. Because if a premise like this, with someone as massively talented as Melissa McCarthy went two steps further, this could have been like a cult, like a uh, legend of a I film. agree. It's, it's so close to being there. Yeah. And they, they could have, because there's, there's so much like surreal weirdness in it. Yeah. And, and it's, it, yeah, it's her performance too is like ripe for something like that. Yeah. But it, it is couched in a pretty neat and tidy superhero. Yeah, exactly. Friends. Thing. And if they would have got a little bit weirder with that, yeah. I agree. It could be because like that's kind of like the satisfaction of watching it is like, oh, you know what's gonna happen. You know, yeah. you know, like they're old friends, they're gonna be friends, and it's yeah. you don't have to like pay attention to the arc. But if they would have like they would have messed with that arc. Yeah. Mess with the arc, mess with the details, you know, made it an R rating, just made did some really weird stuff. Because the thing is, I mean, we're in a period right now of movie making where everything has to be as safe and broad as possible because they're not making as ton of money. And so it's all yeah. business decisions. However, mm-hmm. even before then, it's rare that you get something so weird as like a MacGruber or, or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, from an American film. And it's so funny because like MacGruber has gone on to be a big cult success. It's now has a TV show that's going to come out based on it. He defends. <laughs> he says to the MacGruber yeah. haters. <laughs> oh, I celebrate. I celebrate it. Take uh, me on. Um, hmm. But I wish we took more chances in this country because I'm looking back at my favorite comedies of like the last 10 years. Mm. And almost all of them, uh, are not American. They're either like European or South American or, you know, you're, um, or Asian. And I was like, they're all coming from other countries. And America <laughs> sounds like we used to make steel in this country. No, but we, <laughs> we did make, we had such a lush history of these classic comedies. I mean, obviously America has the biggest movie making or one of 
maybe now the biggest movie making industries. So mm-hmm. but percentage wise, we're going to have some, some of the classics, but we have done very little in the last 10 years to, to be, to maintain that impressive stature. And you know, I'm, f- I'm kind of okay with that. I'm not like a, 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 a patriot for a uh, film. Like has to be America has to produce all my favorite stuff. I love all the stuff I'm seeing, but it's just, I know there's talented people it's here a too. It's a symptom of something that like, we- yeah, are just choosing not to. Yeah, it's we're getting a little stale, and it's unfortunate because the rest of the world's not. The rest of the world's yeah. making high quality, hilarious stuff. And what uh, are what are some of those that you like from other countries? Um, I just watched one, and not to plug uh, our membership program, but our our member screening this month is called uh, "Keep an Eye Out," and it's one of the funniest movies I've seen in a long time, and it is increasingly strange as it goes on. Okay. Uh, but uh, Quentin Dupieux, who did uh, Rubber, which is a very strange movie. Oh, he, Rubber was great. Yeah, yeah. He's the director of that, writer and director of that. Oh, my God. I, love I that. just watched Deer Skin by him, um, which has uh, Jean Dujardin. And that one was really strange and really funny. Um, but, yeah, I had like uh, – I, I mean, Jojo Rabbit is – I don't, mm, I feel yeah. like that's uh, more – Take away TT. Yeah, British or, or New Zealand. Yeah. Men and Chicken. Oh, was yeah, a film I want to say from somewhere in Scandinavia. I kind of forget where that's. Oh, Denmark. It's mm. from Denmark. But there's some uh, Yorgos Lanthimos is making stuff, some oh, great yeah. stuff. Um, but you know, America's had like we did. Sorry to bother you, which was great. Brigsby Bear was something that I thought was like not as uh, uh, highly uh, lauded when it came out, but that was in America. Those last two were American films. So we've done some good ones, but those two, again, th- why they're so good is because they're unusual films. Yeah. They're, they took a chance. They did a weird premise or they had some interesting details or style. And like, like, like you were saying like MacGruber and Anchorman, like those were big blockbusters. And I like, I watched right. Austin Powers recently, another yeah. like huge blockbuster that is just weird. Yeah. Just so gets, unusual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a, we could do for that. Yeah, and but even the main, even big mainstream films, like there's been some, like the other guys with Mark Wahlberg. Oh my god, that was great! It's such a funny movie. So I don't even, I'm not even talking about like, oh, like the indie fair, like even mm-hmm. big, big budget ones. There's some really funny stuff. Broad comedies are fine. Like I, I like a lot of broad comedies, but even those we're not doing that great on right now. Yeah. So I'm just saying this one was a nice highlight for me. Saying. Yeah, because it wasn't so a great movie, but it was a it was a very funny movie. I think so too. I agree, and I oh, definitely wonderful. the blessing of definitely the blessing of low expectations. Um, I think important to keep that in mind. Yeah. Just before we move on, I just wanted to say that I did really enjoy Taylor Mosby, who is Octavia Spencer's daughter. Yeah, I thought that she really did a great job in this performance. I like had never seen her before and was just like really impressed and just like wanted to mention it before we move on. Yeah, I I'll be honest, I didn't really like her character didn't add a lot to for me. Like it, her what character I liked, didn't really add a ton, oh, yeah. but I I felt like the her performance was really good. Her Perfect. like the way that she like fed the lines and fit into that character, I felt was great. I did love the relationship between her and Melissa McCarthy at the beginning where yeah. she bonds with the teenager who's supposed to be really straight laced and professional, even though she's a teenager. Yeah. But Melissa McCarthy appeals to her in like a fun teen kind of way. I did like that dynamic a lot. That was kind of sweet. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Thunder Force is available on Netflix. So yeah. See what you go. think. Yeah. See what you think. Throw it on. Yeah. It, it was. It was just a great one to just to literally to just have on. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that we watched it. Okay, Christopher, are you ready for our favorite segment? I am always ready. Christopher, what else are you watching? Um, well, I did mention Deerskin already. Um, I've decided I'm going to watch Quentin Depew has like 10 films, and I've seen three now, and I, I feel like he could be one of my favorite contemporary filmmakers now. I have to watch the rest of his films because there's Yeah, he a, did Rubber? yeah. Rubber, I which is a strange so film. Much. We never talked about that on our weird, weird. Oh, that was movie such show, a good one. Should, that is such yeah. a good. We have to put a pin in that yeah, one for sure. Rubber's about a sentient tire. <laughs> That's all you need to know. <laughs> That's it, baby. Enjoy that movie. <laughs> Enjoy that movie. Um, I would love to watch what else he does. It, oh, it's so. Do good. they hold up to rubber, or is it just like you just want it for to be sure? Rubber? I mean, it, keep an eye out. I feel like is. One of the best comedies I've seen in a long time. It's the guy, I don't know if you saw, uh, he's a, a Scandinavian actor. I say Scandinavian because I never remember which country they're from. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> but it's that area. Um, there's a Scandinavian actor who was in Brand New Testament, which is another um, Scandinavian comedy that we showed at the member screening. He's a really great actor from that region. And he play, he plays this cop who's interviewing uh, a witness to a crime. And it all takes place in the station, in the police station, and it just gets stranger and stranger as it goes on. Um, that one is wonderful. I watched Deerskin, which is about a man who's obsessed with this deerskin jacket of his that he actually starts talking to. Oh my uh, God. It's the, the conceits for each of his movie are you start off really bizarre anyway, and yeah. then, and then they just get more and more wonderful so this is a good project yeah for sure i think this is like exactly my wheelhouse of kind of stuff i love maybe we should do like a retrospective on him or just like uh, a whole episode on him i think that's a great idea because there's a lot to talk about a lot of fun details and i had i had the pleasure of interviewing him a few days ago uh, oh okay a few days ago did you say yeah uh I, you always get to say such cool people that you got to interview and i rarely get to chime in uh, but, my face, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, quite, yeah i got to interview him because uh, we sent out to our members a little q a between him me and the director which I w- that was like one of the most starstruck ones i've ever had because i was just like he was also in the south of france so it made me mad because oh yeah i was not in the south of france yeah uh deerskin yeah check out his films for sure and then recently also i rewatched so i married an axe murderer oh which holds up so well really well it's so funny it's like it's again this is actually a good example of thunder force it's just someone said let's have mike myers do what he does so well yeah for sure you know way before uh austin powers came out yeah. And uh, it was, it's a classic, I think. It's really, really funny. It's a, it's a bit strange. I remember watching that at like my grandpa's house and yeah. somebody just like put it on the TV and it was like during like a party. And yeah. so it was like, somebody just like put it on just to like have something on the TV as like the whole family was around. And it, it was like, we started watching it and everyone else is like talking and stuff. And I just like completely 
got pulled out of the party and was just sucked into that yeah. movie. And I just <laughs> yeah. remember like people like being like talking and be like, we're eating Justin. And I was just like, I couldn't stop watching it. Yeah. Soon as the, as soon as the Scottish dad gets off the screen, I'll be in there for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. So that's a good one. What have you been watching? I have. So uh, I am a, a basketballer. Yes. You, know? you do enjoy it. You I, do enjoy a bit of round ball. I do. And I have loved for the the past I I have I love inside the NBA on TNT. I yeah. love Charles Barkley and I think that Charles Barkley is a really misunderstood person. Yeah. Because when I <laughs> I mean everyone thinks like Charles talks in a funny way. Yeah. He is the first person to make fun of himself. And a lot of other people like make fun of him and he's like really good about being made fun of. And yeah. so uh, a lot of people just like take shots on him and like think that he's dumb. But honestly, Charles Barkley is one of the most brilliant NBA analysts that exists. And his like yeah. insight into the game is really great. And also he's an incredible entertainer. And so he just like has both of the things. He's incredibly smart, knows a lot about the game, also really funny, great at making fun of himself, is just like really entertaining. He's like the perfect thing. And so like I love watching uh inside the NBA on TNT and I love like Shaq is on it and Ernie and uh, um Kenny the Jet Smith and I of love watching Ernie. Yeah. <laughs> Ernie's from Milwaukee. Um, and yeah. And so I love watching them and I love watching them for a long time. And uh, they made a little like behind the scenes, little four part documentary on, uh, on inside the NBA called TNT, the inside story. And it's on HBO and each of the is four episodes and each one's like, it started with Ernie. And so the first one is just about Ernie and how this, how it started. And then, Kenny the Jet Smith was like his co-host in like the 90s and it shows them and shows how they got Charles Barkley and then the addition of Shaq and how it's just like taken off into being like a cultural phenomenon and I was just like sucked in and loved every single second of it I love oh it. good that sounds good that sounds good if you like basketball if you like basketball yeah it is like definitely like a Venn diagram of like you have to like inside the NBA and yeah. have a, a love uh for it yeah that was the best thing I watched. I watched some other stuff, but that's the only thing worth talking about. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. I, I um been watching a lot of screeners for the upcoming Milwaukee Film Festival. Mm -hmm. uh, so I can't talk about those on here, but I just do want to say that I've been seeing a lot of really cool movies. Uh, when, have, when is the film festival? Film festival is just in a few weeks. It's May 6th through May 20th. So it's like three weeks away, which when I just said that out loud, I am terrified now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so, I mean, I'm excited, but I was like, oh, we have a lot to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's some really cool movies. So I'm looking forward to start talking about those. Okay. And we want to talk with you about Shiva Baby. Yeah. We are doing it next Wednesday, Wednesday, April 21st. We're talking about Shiva Baby. Cinebuds Live would love to see you in the audience. Get in. We're going to do a Q&A with the crowd. So we're going to be doing a lot of talking. Yeah. Would love to have you there. Where can people check it out, Christopher? Because I don't know. Sure. April 21st, 7 p.m. You can go to YouTube, our YouTube page. That's Milwaukee Films or Radio Milwaukee's YouTube page. We'll just be there. Uh, or our Facebook pages, either one. You just show up and watch. And then you can comment and ask questions. We'll have a little segment where we where we answer them. 
Heck yeah. Yeah. All right. Thunder Force. That's great. All right. This has been Cinebuds. Cinebuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. <laughs> Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Nooski. The Nooski. We get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Oh. And thank you to Associated Bank, who supports us. Much appreciated. And we couldn't do it without our members from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film. Namaste. And we could not do this podcast without the one, the only, McGruber's biggest fan, Christopher Pollard. I was about to get so mad because I'm like, I'm McGruber's (laughs) biggest fan. It's you. Thank you, Christopher. Who do I have to fight? Oh, oh, stop. You stop it.